0: Today's episode is sponsored by Oxfam. Lauren, did you know that they have an online
1: shop? Game changing, especially since they have over 160,000 books listed, with new books being added every single day. It is an amazing place to hunt for unique books. There are even loads of
0: rare signed and first editions to find, and also most of them are absolute
1: bargains. And since we're always talking about which books would make excellent gifts, we are delighted to share that a key finding in Oxfam's 2022 survey about second-hand Christmas gifts was that books are the most popular second-hand gift, both to receive and to give. Cheaper for you and more special for the person you're gifting. And because of this knowledge, Oxfam are offering two free delivery promotions between the
0: 2nd and 5th of December, and then again between the 12th and 15th of December. So pop those
1: in your calendars. And whilst you're there, you should probably make note of our discount code too, which will give you a further 20% off. Just visit www.onlineshop.oxfam.org.uk and use the code BOOKRACKOS20. So this Christmas, shop secondhand. It's better for the people and the planet.
0: And by shopping with Oxfam, you help to fight poverty and injustice around the world.
1: Welcome to Book Reckos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Reckos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. November has
0: come to a close and Christmas is very nearly here, but first it is time to recap
1: this month. Yes, I love our recap episodes, but are there any books to even recap this month?
0: So, folks, we are recording this on the Friday before this episode goes out because I'm about to fly to Copenhagen. So by the time this episode comes out, I'm a Celeb will have finished (laughs) and we will have a winner who is hopefully Jill. But But maybe, Mike. No, Jill, she's such a winner in that. I don't think she's getting enough airtime. But when she does... She it, is honestly, great. Every time she's on the screen, I go, there's my winner. I just
1: absolutely adore her. <laughs> like, is Mike your winner now? Jill is who I want to win. Mike is who I'd be still happy if he did win. And I was also thinking, like, the winner has been a woman for the last two or three years, right? No, Danny won
0: last year, didn't he? The guy who was obsessed with the footballer, Emma Dale, maybe. I think he won, didn't he?
1: Wasn't it... Um... Giovanna Fletcher, or is that
0: that was that? was the before? year before we had two in Wales. I it not I know Frankie? It was from the no, Saturdays. Frankie wished she won. I think is what happened
1: there. She's in all the adverts, though. Oh, maybe Dan. But I think that's just because it. she's
0: Frankie. I'm going to Google <laughs>
1: <laughs> who won
0: *I'm a Celeb* 2021. Danny, it's oh. time to be a woman again. Come on, oh, fine. Jill. Okay, okay. Do you know who I'm not pleased is still in there? Sean, sure, maybe. And Matt, I guess, yeah, it's absolutely outrageous that they're both in there.
1: How on earth are they both in there? I don't
0: understand it.
1: How are the public voting for them? Everyone needs to, whoever's voting for them, needs to check themselves. But, anyways, we digress. Yes, the winner will have been announced. Hurrah! We can get our lives back.
0: No, I'm really sad and I'm also absolutely devastated that I'm in Copenhagen having a lovely time and missing the final. Really, <laughs> I actually think we're gonna have to
1: watch it over there. Yeah, because otherwise you'll find out. I know. And then there's no I'm gonna point miss in the watching. cyclone. I'm
0: gonna miss the cyclone.
1: <gasps> that is the reason to watch the final episode as well.
0: Yeah. Oh. I think I'm just gonna have to watch it. There's also
1: quite exciting, um, a Denmark
0: World Cup match. So I might might watch that in a pub. And become oh, that a local. Will be that will be good, won't it?
1: Festive Christmas markets. Bit of world Cup Celebrating on the with the with the locals. Yeah. I love it. I can't I love wait. It.
0: Um, I wanted actually back to I'm a celeb mm. because last night they had quite a fun discussion down at the creek, because that's where all the discussions they are did, happening this yeah. year. And I thought it might be fun for us to play. So they did. Who would you invite to a dinner party? You get one alive guest, one dead guest, one fictional guest, and then a A a chef in the buff. (laughs) So I've been thinking about mine. Right, go on. And I think that my dead character, character, (laughs) guest, is Princess Diana. When Jill said that, I was like, oh, my God, such a good shout. Yes. And then it was a real toss-up between my alive person whether mm-hmm. it was going to be Kris Jenner or Michelle Obama, but I have thought you can't not have Michelle Obama. True. That would be so dreamy. It would be such a powerful dinner. I just feel so enlightened. And then yeah. my fictional uh, guest took me a really long time because I was going down the route of book characters and was like, oh my God, like, do I yeah. want Evelyn Hugo, but actually, do I need her if I've got Princess Diana? Like, is she already bringing that glamour and all those secrets?
1: Oh, so true. then
0: I just sort of thought, you know what, I'm going to go for Eileen from The Switch by Beth O'Leary because I could really I could really have a great time with her. She's the old okay. lady from the book. And <laughs> obviously my chef in the buff is The Rock. That is so rogue. Why wouldn't you want to look at The Rock in the buff? Oh, my God, I really don't. A big naked Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson
1: in my kitchen. Yes, please. <laughs> right, who's yours? Oh, my God. We know how awful I am at being on the spot. Okay. What was it? Dead? Well, oh, dead would be Marilyn Monroe for me. Okay, good one. Um, Alive. I'm not sure about. Fictional. I know he's not fictional. I know he's a real person, but I want the fictional version is gregory david roberts from shantaram i want his character from shantaram i don't want the real person okay okay because he's just got some good stories does he though because he hasn't i still don't know how he escaped prison well this is what we can ask him how did you escape prison um yeah i like i want to know about his time in the mafia should we sync up
0: because i think michelle could get that out of him 100%
1: 100%. And then I was thinking, well, maybe my alive guess is Obama. And then we can join up and have Obama and Michelle. And Better idea. Ultimate team. What? Everybody gets
0: a plus one. So you don't have to <gasps> use your alive
1: person on
0: Barack because Michelle's bring, obviously, that's going to be Michelle's plus one. Oh, less Think smarter. Okay. Not harder. Smarter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would my live guess then be?
0: Would you go, you could go funny. We've got quite a few motivational Mm, people around the table. We do.
1: We do need some lighthearted humor, don't we? Or maybe it's, maybe. mm, um, Oh God, I don't know. I don't know who, who alive on earth do I want?
0: It's hard when you could have anyone.
1: And Michelle Obama says the. I'm going to have a think, get back to me. All right. You come back at the end of the episode with that. That would be great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So you said in the last episode that you hadn't read much recently, so I'm really excited to see how this wrap-up's gonna go, Um, Mm. but Mm. you were catching up on a lot of TV and podcasts, so are you less stressed now? Are you up to date? I have completed the crown. Congratulations,
0: I've just started actually. Oh my god, I mean it's all about Diana. I put on my personal Instagram the other day a little clip of I watched
1: it so many times.
0: So many times. So for people that don't have my personal Instagram because not many of you do it is a clip where it's the actual Diana interview and the actress playing her in the crown saying the line at the exact same time, you know, the there's three of us in the marriage. So it's a bit crowded. And they say it in the exact same way. Same I head movements, same, same side. eye
1: movements.
0: Oh my God. She's phenomenal. And yeah. She really pleased. is. It was stressful putting it all in, but I did it because I'm an absolute trooper. So I've completed the crown. I'm still an episode behind on Handsmaid's Tale, but you have to be in a certain mood to be able to watch Handmaid's okay. Tale. Yeah, fair enough. I'm very pleased to report that I am up to date on my podcast. I'm up to date on... Office Ladies, which I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast before, but for anyone that likes the US Office, this is a podcast from Jenna, who plays Pam, and Angela, who plays Angela. And they break down an episode of The Office with like so many behind the scenes facts and extra fun information. And it's such a joyous podcast. So I'm up to date on that now because I was in a bit of a backlog. And i have also listened to the I think they're at like 32 episodes now. I've been blitzing through Jamie Lang and Sophie Habo's Nearly Weds podcast, yeah. which I promise is enjoyable for people that aren't even getting it. It's <laughs> so outrageous. They have quite a few fun guests on there as well. They had Oti Mibuse on, they had the Whitehalls on. Um, and it's basically them planning their wedding <clears throat> and like people writing in with like outrageous stories of like things that they've seen at weddings, like, um. The best man has been sleeping with the bride and like crazy things, yeah. So that is very fun, and I can find I'm finally at peace now that I'm good.
1: I'm really happy. (laughs) I can finally read. That was really stressing you out, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) How has your
0: November been, Lauren? You got anything to reco that isn't a book?
1: What have you catching up on? I cannot stress enough how much of a reco trying on Apple TV is. I haven't heard of this, I don't think. Oh my God, it is absolutely glorious. Uh, it's about this couple who are trying to get pregnant and they have fertility issues and um, they find out that they aren't able to conceive. Sounds very sad. And and that subject matter obviously is. Um, but they go through the like adoption process. I can't tell you how funny it is and how sad it is. Like, honestly... You'll laugh, you'll cry, all the feels, all the feels within the space of like ten seconds, Who's and in it? their relationship is amazing as well. I'm just gonna Google their names because um, I'm not very good with names. I'm not. I'm a face girl. Mm. Um so it's, I don't. They're not hugely known. Um, Esther Smith plays Nikki. Um, who plays Jason? Where's he gone? Oh, well, he's not even listed. That's sad for him. No. He's like the the protagonist. So, <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Well, hopefully this is
1: his big break. Yeah. um, It's brilliant. Honestly, it's just so funny. It's worth getting Apple TV simply to watch that.
0: Oh, don't tell me that because there's already so much I want to watch on it. But Lauren, I get stressed when I... <laughs>
1: Honestly, <laughs> you would love it. You would love it. And like the second series, they... um worked with Maisie Peters, who's a singer, and she wrote songs for the second series. So all the songs are like
0: just oh, really like bespoke. lovely.
1: They're yeah. bespoke and lovely. Honestly, go and watch it. Put down your book and go and watch it. It's worth it. Wow. Yeah. And I, like I didn't that. want it I, like I didn't want phrase. it to end.
0: Yeah, I felt like that about only murder yeah. in the building. Like, what you just want, like, and like good books, yeah. you just
1: want to get through them because you want to know what yeah. happens. But then you're, there's a deep hole. I, w- in I it was there. like trying to savor it as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, you can savor okay. the crown because I did not. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm savoring that one. I'm not as invested as you are.
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Books? Are we doing? Are we doing books? Yeah. Actually, I don't think it was too bad.
1: Yeah. Luckily, we had two amazing buddy reads with lots to say about them. So we did. Gonna take so a lot time.
0: I'm going to finally allow us to talk about a book that we have mentioned a few times this month. But I think it's, I haven't let us dived into it. I think because I knew I wasn't <laughs> reading much. I was like, no, say it. No, we are going to talk about The Most of Nora Ephron, <laughs> which is a lovely collection of some of her best work that um, has recently come out. And it's got a gorgeous forward from Candace Carty-Williams.
1: I now I kind of regret that she should have been my dead dinner guest because she would have been really funny as well as really interesting. Um, mm. So as Jess said, gorgeous really is the most perfect word to describe the intro intro from Candice Carty-Williams. And I genuinely think one of my hobbies might be reading about people who have read Nora, Nora Efron. Oh, my because... God. It's so <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> because... This, just like reading Dolly's intro to I Feel Bad About My Neck, they end up being the most gorgeous love stories about how incredible Nora Ephron's writing is. And also
0: in what writers read for Dolly. Yes. That's another yeah. love letter of Nora.
1: Yes. um, But there's also, of course, like Candice's own flair to the intro too. But there's a bit that I actually wanted to read towards the end on love, which... Just very moving, um, where she says, mut. Much of Efron's work demonstrates this, but when mahari Met Sally in particular refuses to conform to the familiar structure of the rom-com. Instead, its structure follows more closely than anything else I've ever seen what love actually is. It's meeting someone and disliking them before realising that they're the only person you want to spend time with. It's caring about someone so much you self-sabotage and run away when you should fight your demons and run towards them. It's about saying I love you to a friend when you love them as more than a friend but maybe neither of you know it yet. It's painful, it's frightening, it's always at the front and the back of your mind. Love is impossible to predict and to track and love will do what it's going to do when it's good and ready. Um, And then she finishes by saying, the darker parts of love will let you down, but they are funny and Efron knew this the way she knew that night follows day. And it's Mm. so, I just found it so wholesome to read. really, really lovely.
0: Oh, that's great um I just so we have the lovely forward and then we go into it and I just really love that the first entry in this book just goes straight into an orgy analysis (laughs) (laughs) but also I found it quite a powerful analysis and like helped me to realize what it could like could be like to be a journalist (laughs) and it like set up the rest of the journalism section quite well I'm going to read the little the little bit that really makes you get a feeling It says, um, because working as a journalist is exactly like being the wallflower at the orgy. I always seem to find myself at a perfectly wonderful event where everyone else is having a marvellous time laughing merrily, eating, drinking, having sex in the back room, and I am standing on the side taking notes on it.
1: (laughs) Wonderfully done. Mm -hmm. She's just got such a way with words and commenting, hasn't she? And on that point, I love how the book is sectioned out so that the pieces of her words... um, work are all grouped together Mm. so as you mentioned there's a lot of like her journalistic pieces and then we have some pieces that are grouped as the advocate and then there's the profiler um the novelist um which has extracts from heartburn which we've talked about numerous times now uh there's the playwright which is part of the script from lucky guy and when harry met sally and then uh sorry and then you've got Harry Met Sally in The Screenwriter, which is um, part of When Harry Met Sally. And she's also got this collection called The Foodie, of course, and a section called The Blogger, as well as a section called Personal. So, oh my God, there's just so much, so much greatness in this book. And it, you is, know what I'm, it is hefty. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to say? Well, I'm going to tell the listeners that this will make an excellent <laughs> gift. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know we, we should have mentioned it in last week's Request to Recco, but honestly, If you know someone who loves When Harry Met Sally or Mm. loves food or loves Heartburn or is a journalist, there's
1: something in there for everyone and it's all glorious, lovely, lovely gift. And it will make you laugh out loud multiple times too. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So can we talk about the When Harry Met Sally part of the book because it's genuinely one of my favourite films and reading some of her writing about what, inspired some of the scenes in the script was just was it was like catnip that little
0: afterword that comes after the script in the harry met yes. sally section yes. was best part best part. yeah like me listening to the office ladies podcast i fucking yes. love behind the scenes facts so yeah i'd love to talk about it um and i loved like why the film was even created in yeah the space. so um this is going back so this is the screenwriter chapter but I'm um, yeah, going off the list that Lauren gave us. And um, so Nora shared that the script was inspired by two male friends, a bachelor and a man who has just gone through a divorce. And she said that basically hearing them talk about the appalling things they think about when dating a woman and like hearing those inspired the plotline
1: for the movie.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant.
1: As uh, I think she famously says, Everything is coffee, isn't it? And that is exactly what this, uh, what Harry Met Sally turned into. And I think it was one of the friends, Rob, I think his name was, it was him who approached Nora about wanting to write this movie. And he said that he wanted the movie to be about a man and a woman who become friends as opposed to lovers. And they make a very deliberate decision not to have sex because sex ruins everything. And then they have sex and it ruins everything. <laughs>
0: I loved hearing about the lines that didn't make it into the script as well. Um, There's one quote she shares that got cut. And she she says, I had no idea what Rob was talking about. But as soon as I wrote those words in my notebook, I knew I would use these lines somehow. And I did. And they were cut. And it was a mistake. And never mind. (laughs) Like, she's just so blunt and hilarious. And I just, I feel like when I read her writing she's saying it to my face
1: yes yeah it's like a chat isn't it yeah um and before we move on I also want to talk about my other favorite chapter of the book which was the advocate chapter and in this chapter she talks a lot about her college experience and how oppressing it was for women and how small-minded um the college we're trying to make the women to like not dream big. And like, ultimately, you're not going to use your degrees. You're just going to become housewives. And so at the end of her career, well, not, sorry, not at the end of her career, but like midway through her career, she got invited back to do the commencement speech on campus. And there is such a funny quote, or not funny quote, but it's just that whole chapter made me. Can you tell I'm trying to? time
0: to find you're, this
1: you're, quote what filibustering is that what I <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay here we go um this is at her college commencement speech she says our education was a dress rehearsal for a life we never had we weren't meant to have futures we weren't meant to marry them we were meant to marry them we weren't meant to have politics or careers that mattered or opinions or lives we were meant to marry them and if you wanted to be an architect you married an architect And she sort of takes that fire through the whole advocate chapter, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: I actually made a note of another quote from that speech, too. It was a powerful one. (laughs) Um, It's right at the end. She says, um, whatever you choose, however many roads you travel, I hope that you choose not to be a lady. I hope you will find some way to break the rules and make a little trouble out there. And I also hope that you will choose to make some of that trouble on behalf of women. I just love her. What a book. I'm so glad we got sent these. And I same. feel like we also say this all the time. <laughs> but it is a perfect book to dip in and out of. It is. And like have on the go. Like this was one of my
1: bedside books where I'll read a bit before bed. Like just yeah, same. a little passage or two. Same. Yeah. Totally agree.
0: Oh, thanks, Nora. Thanks, Nora. See you at the dinner party. See you at
1: dinner.
0: Because <laughs> she, she could also cook. Is she your butler? In the, is, is she my butler? The bath. I think we have to think smarter. So I think she's the naked chair. I also think she'd love that.
1: We do. I think she'd be down for that.
0: Uh, okay. So that book still is on our theme of non-fiction November, and I'm gonna move us into another non-fiction November um, because last episode you said that you'd listen to this book, and I and mm-hmm. I had um just finished it and it is
1: Michelle Obama's new book The Light We Carry oh so good mm. so you read the physical copy i read the audio book and it was the most delicious experience having mm. Michelle in my ear
0: having a friend yeah um sidebar on audiobooks mm. spotify is gaslighting me at the moment saw. they keep telling me about audiobooks and i got so excited because trevor noah was like one of the top ones and we literally just said like, i really want to listen to it but it's not on borrow box go to click on it and it's got a lock like it's got a little so you padlock have to pay for it icon
1: still. but i already pay for spotify yeah i'm sure i don't think it'll be included i think they're just trying to branch branch out aren't they just like Amazon, do music you can play pay for that. Silly, well, silly goose.
0: One day, one day I will listen to Trevor <laughs> <Bordograd>. Noah. Anyway, <laughs> so back to Michelle's book. Um, I'll quickly recap what it what it is about. Mm. So it's basically advice from Michelle. Sort of, she shares her practical wisdom and strategies for staying hopeful and connecting meaningfully in this turbulent world and she does it through recounting memories from her life some of them that we haven't heard about yet some of them she retouches on and it was just amazing I love all her anecdotes and how they just give so much context Mm. to like why she is the way she is and how she carries herself yeah
1: because her upbringing really has made her who she is today and I love how much she loves her parents too I was just gonna say like her mum moving to the
0: White House and like learning more about her mom. I was like, Oh, such an amazing lady.
1: Maybe she should also come. Maybe that should be Michelle's plus one. (laughs) It's such a special book, isn't it? And honestly, the last few days of having her sharing advice in my ears on my way to work has been the honest to God, best mentoring session I've ever had.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) What a way to start the day.
1: What a way to start the day. Um, so obviously to obtain all of michelle's wisdom you need to go and read the book for yourself but something that really resonated with me was when she was talking about how to face difficult challenges and fe- when you're feeling overwhelmed by how mammoth the challenge is whether it's like your university degree or you know doing this long project at work or whatever and she and it's so simple but she was just she just shared how important it is to give, give yourself permission to make small victories which have nothing to do with what the big thing you're trying to achieve is so for example she explains how she took up knitting but you can I don't know wallpaper your bedroom or go for a run and so long as it's you doing something that will distract your mind and most importantly move your body it will help you to feel that sense of achievement on an ongoing basis so you don't get overwhelmed by the lack of achievement in this long-term project you're working on um which like i say simple but very very wise simple
0: and effective yeah that's michelle (laughs) um i love that and i like um like it's simple but it's hearing her talk about how she's applied these sentiments to her life Mm. and the changes she's been able to make or achievements that just make it so i don't like it's nice to see it in practice yeah and you're like oh my god okay and like obviously she's just a phenomenal woman we actually were talking the other night like okay well, I think they were talking on I'm a slave about their heroes
1: yeah and so I
0: listed mine and I was like Michelle Obama and my partner was like but you don't want to be first lady and I was like oh. no I want to be Michelle but not for any of the political things I just want to have her mindset and like be able to respond to things the way she does yeah and her and drive and determination her, her drive but also like her gratitude and like yeah the thing the things that she holds important to her I just want to be her
1: And how she's still so kind Uh, and she's not bitter. Like there's very good reason for her to be bitter, Mm. you know, but she's not, and she's still a good human being. And (laughs) there are just so many parts of the book that you will just, yeah, it's, it's really uplifting. And, and she's just so human and she's never trying to come across as this perfect person who gets it right all the time. And, she shared some of the times that she's messed up or overreacted or gotten things wrong. Um, and I found a story about when Barack was on, you know, he was in Washington or somewhere away from home and she was looking after the kids in the White House and they, she told them to go to bed. And like an hour later, she hears them running around upstairs causing chaos and she's just like at her tether and she just like storms upstairs and says, I resign as your mother. And, and, she sort of says it in a way that like as soon as she says it she knows she's re- like what the fuck have I just done but one of her yeah. kids just looks at her and like smiles and is like thank gives her this look that's like thank god for that like we've been waiting for you to do this for so long and then yeah. she walks off and turns the telly on it's like fun you want to play it that way sure I, don't and I think another. she was like four at the time as it was well, the younger daughter kind of as well yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, speaking of daughters, I actually shared this on Instagram stories because I loved it so much, but I'm going to read it here for anyone that missed it. Um, it was just a little passage about them being in their twenties because obviously they're totally yeah. different now. And I loved how much you respected like that they have their own lives. And this bit's just gorgeous. I said, I'm rooting for my daughters to learn their way into maturity. Sorry, learn their way into maturity in their relationships, not worrying about wringing some clear result from it. I don't want them to see marriage as some sort of trophy that must be hunted and won or to believe that a wedding is a sort of spectacle they need to properly launch a fulfilling life or to ever feel that having children is any sort of requirement. My hope instead is that they'll experience different levels of commitment, figuring out how to end relationships that aren't working and how to start new ones that seem promising. I want them to know how to navigate conflicts, to understand the heady thrills of intimacy and to have a sense of what it's like to get your heart shaken up. When and if my kids do choose someone finally to be with for life, I want them to do it from a place of strength, truly knowing who they are and what they need. Just got chills. Wouldn't you love to be her daughter and then like buy her book and then and oh, read well, that? See, we should give you it. <laughs> and then read that and be like, oh my god, mom. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine if Michelle was your mom. Oh my god. Yourself. And then she resigned from being your mom and you were like, ha. ha I'd <laughs> never do that. I'd be like, Please, I need you my guiding
1: light. <laughs> I also thought it was really um interesting how she was talking about her daughters um have moved in together and they're living together in yeah, LA. So cute. And um like they've just like been Going to like About their normal daily lives, market yeah. to try and like and IKEA, yeah, secondhand furniture and whatever. And I'm like, oh wow, I really just thought like their parents would have just like put a deposit down on a flat for them, kitted it out because they've got loads of money. But no, but they're like making their kids so down to earth. Yeah, but also like.
0: I didn't I feel like when you've been a prime minister or a president or someone like that, you can't like just go and work at Tesco's like what do you then do for job? Like their kids, can they just have normal jobs? I guess so, because one of them what
1: they are. Yeah, one of them is doing like a writing job, right? Yeah. Copywriter or something. Yeah. Um, so I guess you can. I guess you can. Mm.
0: Um Do you know what's really good about this book? What? Um, it would make a really good gift. <laughs> that's such an original idea yes i know it really would and it's just yeah a non-fiction november star this day this episode goes out on the last day of november so you're welcome to try and read the whole thing in a day
1: if you want to squeeze it in i don't think people are as anal about that as as we might be
0: no speaking of squeezing things in is there a book that you're currently reading that you think you're going to finish by next wednesday
1: uh no (laughs) because
0: i do what I'm reading a cozy Christmas book. <gasps> Actually, it's if the, I would you know like cozy Christmas is like really yes. you know exactly what you get. This one um is I think it's perfectly festive. It's Lindsay Kelk's new book, A Christmas Wish, and I didn't really read the blurb properly, but basically she keeps reliving Christmas Day over and over again, and like oh. she's like, what the fuck is going on? And each day she sort of connects with like a different member of the family and finds Aww. out more about them yeah it's really good that i read sound. like 160 pages on my commute into work yesterday jesus christ and it made me think why do i hate going into the office so much when
1: i, I read so this. much <laughs> oh i'm so looking forward to starting a christmas read either mm. um today or or sunday maybe
0: oh my god sunday
1: yeah that'd yeah. be perfect
0: Today's request to reco is a little bit different in that last night I saw my friend Hannah. Hello, if you're listening, she she'll always be like, "Tell me what to read." You you know what I like, and what I've recoed to her so far is everything I know about love. Oh, good um, one. So lucky by Dorno Porter. Another Confessions of a forty something fuck up.
1: Another great one. So she likes an easy read. Okay, that's a a bit
0: girly at times. It's quite funny. It's you Very know contemporary. It's that style. And we were in King's Cross and we popped into the little Hatchards bookshop that's in there. And she was like, what am I buying? Mm -hmm. So I was pointing at a future. And I thought that maybe if there's other people that are kind of in that genre, we could give some records. And also you can give some to Hannah if she's listening that I might have missed. Okay. So I suggested, I'll tell you what, she left with the flat share. I saw the flat share and I was like, oh, my this, this is perfect Mm -hmm. for you. You will absolutely love this. Oh, that's a um, good one. What else fits that genre that I can do? Well, have given do you
1: her? know what? I I record of um I was talking about Olive last night to a friend by Emma Gannon. Oh. And that's a great book that I haven't thought about in a while, but it is just it's it's contemporary, it, you know, it's from the perspective I think it's four women, is it? Yeah. So it's got well, that it's sort of... Just from one
0: perspective, but it's got four women four, in it. That's yeah. right,
1: yeah. Um and it's like it's just very modern in the sense of the the mod the challenges modern day women face. Yeah. Um. But yeah, very readable.
0: Yeah. And so that's by Emma Gannon, and she's currently writing another one. I saw. Oh I can Not not in this like not a sequel, but just another novel. Yeah. Um. I probably should have told her to read Ghosts by Dolly Auderton if she liked everything I know about love.
1: What's next up?
0: yeah and i could have also told her it was quite you know it's quite overwhelming when you're in a workshop sometimes like, that's so
1: great many, that's great so oh, many that spines one's really good. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um but probably she might like queenie she's a singer again that's like so readable really modern some funny moments oh my god that's perfect wahala by nikki may yeah. Anna, that's your next book yeah good one job done
1: so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating and review it costs you nothing but it genuinely means the world to us and you could always share our podcast with your
0: reading buddy too because they might enjoy it if you don't already then subscribe to our newsletter at www.bookrecos.com for a monthly roundup of the records you might have missed
1: see you next week we'll be here